everything set up. Hey, look, we're live and we're actually back. We're, we're back. actually together as a crew again. We're on After episode. After a week off. 31. 31. Damn. We've been doing this a long time, John. We have. We're getting old. Really old. Getting? <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys. We are totally back from Adepticon. So today we're going to talk about Adepticon. Uh, Gonzo's going to... I am going to paint. Gonzo third-person crap. Uh, going to paint Darth <laughs> Vader from the Legion set. Um, if you missed it on the pre-ramble, we did talk about Star Wars Legion a little bit. Uh, and kind of my review. Um, other than that... Wow, it's been a... It feels like forever, though. That's what's weird. Even though I saw Kathy at Adepticon, it just feels like it's been a long time since we've done this. Which, yeah, it does. I, it's, I, it's weird doing it every week and then skipping a week. It's 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 like a whole month. Oh, yeah. That's why I didn't want to switch this one, even though it's a holiday day. I hurried back from the family dinner to uh, make it in time because uh, missing two in a row is no bueno. No. So... Um, if you are watching today, either Twitch or Facebook, and John, I'm guessing you're going to be keeping an eye on Facebook for me. I'll do my best. Okay, because right now, for some reason, uh, Explode 7 problems with the Facebook chat. Uh, if you would like to be in the drawing to get the awesome Guild Ball Kickstarter, you know, kickoff starter set, or whatever you want to call it, um, you have to be logged into Twitch. Or, and you have to be a follower on our Twitch stream to get into the drawing. Uh, we'll be giving this away at the end of the, uh, let's say, right before, excuse me, media section? The uh, the kickoff starter set includes a Brewers team and a Masons team, right? Yes, it actually has two full teams. Um, all the tokens, dice, uh, a play mat, all the widgets, everything. I mean, it's got Brewers... Everything Mason's. you need to play a game to... I, to I like that he shows the box it. and then it's reversed so no one can read that. Oh, yeah, because it is backwards. <laughs> Kick off. It is backwards, guys. But um, this was you one can, of the things... You can... Let's see. Nothing. <laughs> I'm not going to switch it. Thanks too long. We know how technology works with us. Um, this was one of the <laughs> um, items I got from... Uh, swag the, bag. Yeah, from the VIP swag bag. I don't need it. I don't play Guild Ball. I played it. Not my cup of tea. So I was like, I'll give it away on the podcast. We actually have a lot of things I'm going to be giving away on the podcast. Today is just going to be the, the kickoff. Uh, Kathy actually has quite a few more miniatures <laughs> from Yay! me. I do. I, I've got a bunch more miniatures that will be going towards the uh, the raffle miniatures. Yep. So, so that'll be there. Um, cool stuff. We'll be giving away, I'll be giving away quite a bit of stuff. So like I said, if you're on Facebook, go over to our Twitch stream and at least become one of our followers and then let us know if you're not going to watch us on Twitch that you want to watch on Facebook. Uh, that way we, you can be in the drawing. Uh, if you are watching us on Twitch right now, just click over on the follow button um, on Twitch so we can know that you're there and we can get you in the drawing. Also, oh. John, you have a very important announcement to our uh, people that are watching today. Yeah, since I have a lot of free time, I've been watching some Twitch streams, and one of them no men mentioned that if you have an Amazon Prime account, you can link your Twitch to account to that, and you get a free Twitch Prime account. In addition, that means you also get one free subscription a month, which could be used for us or your other favorite Twitch guy, which gives us some extra funds to help us keep going. So it's super easy to do. You can just do a quick Google search. I did 
Uh, you'll go in there, you just link your accounts, and then you can just click the subscribe button, which is where the follow button is after you follow. And uh, that helps us. Helps us a lot. Yeah. Uh, there's a lot of things that we are working on that we're about to bring out. Um, hopefully, I'm waiting to hear back from one of our people, and we will do some really cool stuff with that. Um, uh, I, I, I didn't subscribe to us. I subscribed to the guy who let me know that because it seemed fair, at least for the first month. <laughs> That's awesome. Um, got, to, got to spread it around a little bit. Actually, um, yeah. so Congo has a point. Not, it's not actually any extra money. If you have Amazon Prime and you have a Twitch Prime account, it is a free thing you automatically get. You get one subscription a month for freeze. Choose wisely. Indeed. <laughs> Anyone's wondering? I chose a guy who does Borderlands 2 stuff because that's still the game I play. Yeah. Fair enough. Diablo 3 is still the game I play. There you go. So, guys, if you're listening and you're not part of our follower group, just make sure you hit follow. Uh, like us, all yeah. that stuff. Follow us on Facebook. Um, check out our patron. Uh, we got some new rewards coming up pretty soon. Uh, we also have rewards coming out. Uh, Kathy was a little behind on her OSL uh, video just because Adepticon kind of yeah. pushed her over, and she does a lot of background stuff for Adepticon, so give us a break. She will hopefully get two videos I'll out this month. Out. Yeah, I'll have that out in the next uh, in the next few days okay. for people. All right. Um, also, John, you need to get with uh, one of our subscribers and find out what song I'm going to have to sing that is not part of. You'll have to get with uh, Jonathan McClure and find out which one of songs he's going to request me to sing. Okay. Well, yeah, Jonathan, hit us up uh, on Facebook or hit me up separately on Facebook or Twitter or something, and we'll work that out. Um, also, uh, if we get more than one subscriber to $20 amount, I will definitely... Um, Holy crap, I don't think I'm going to lose. I'm going to dance, and if I get three people to do it, I will dress up as the part uh, to the best of my ability. As to the do part this, of what? Whatever they choose. If they make me choose <laughs> Dolly Parton song, I will go get and get whatever. A big blonde wig and stuff. Wow. Yeah. Um, my so, brain just broke. <laughs> so I will be stupid. I will do it because, guys, I mean, I understand. This is just silly stuff that we do. But all your money really helps us out a lot to keep everything going. Um, it helps us to get the latest, uh, to keep up with the latest software, to keep up with the latest cameras, to uh, get the lighting that uh, helps us with our videos and our our fun painting streams. Yep. Which yep. we will have... Um, hopefully we're in the middle of something guys right now. Um, I am hoping to talk to the two people tomorrow and maybe their next week, the week after have some really cool graphic stuff to talk about. Um, cause we will have two of our sponsors on here to talk about what they've been doing for us and we're going to be bringing out. I'm really super excited for this cause it's stuff that I think our viewers will want. And also I want personally that we've been needing for the game for a long time. Cool. And then uh, I guess the final business, if any of you guys have any ideas for uh, minis and movies, if you're a patron and you want to throw some ideas my way, hit me up. And uh, if you're not a patron, hit me up and I will make sure you get a free copy of that uh, that uh, podcast where I talk about whatever subject you throw me. Because it is difficult to find, it doesn't seem like it is, it's difficult to find enough new content every other week to keep that going sometimes. Yep. Um, so also, if, if you have anything you want us to talk about or do, just let mm -hmm. us know. We don't care. 
Um, I mean, if you want to see, hey, Kathy, can you show me how to X, Y, Z? I don't think she's going to, you know, that's a good song. like a booger at you or anything. So do that. Um, I also, might. <laughs> she might do if it. If you she... ask me. <laughs> oh, boy. <laughs> and uh, I definitely, if you want me to review a certain uh, RPG or a board game, let me know. I can do that. Um, next week, myself and Jackie, uh, which is our impromptu substitute podcaster, will be going to review on uh, Dark Souls board game. And if you do, also don't forget that we are definitely recording and posting um, Dawn of the Harbinger, our Star Wars RPG. Um, won't be next week, but it'll be about every other week from here on out, which is really, really cool. So with that said, Kathy, what you drinking today? I am, uh, well, I, I just finished my coffee, so sad face, but I, uh, that just means that I can start with my, uh, rum and coke. Rum and coke. Is, is what I'm doing with the Kraken. The Kraken. <laughs> the Kraken. John? I've got the apple whiskey and Sprite. How is the apple whiskey? Very tasty straight, but a little rough straight as far as alcohol content. Um, I actually had an idea. They have, uh, you know, looks like champagne bottles, but it's like spiced apple cider or, or you know, sparkling apple cider. Mm -hmm. I'm going to get a bottle of that and try and mix that with the whiskey and see if that becomes something awesome. I can see the potential. Yeah, I know, right? Something with uh, cinnamon, maybe? Uh, possibly, yeah. That'd be apple, apple, cinnamon, something or other. <laughs> apple, apple, cinnamon, something. Uh -huh. um, I am trying something new today, and I got it from my buddy uh, Andy uh, from the Cripple System. Uh, him and I traded beer off. Uh, he gave me... I gave him a BB... Or no, a Mother's Chocolate Stout. A chocolate, or a coffee stout um, that was local. And so he gave me... New Glarus Brewing Company's uh, Raspberry Tart Beer. Oh, I love New Glarus. Um, and they I, make some fantastic stuff. Yeah, I, I'm not much for fruity beers, but this is actually pretty damn good. And it's got enough, I don't want to say raspberry tart, but kind of like that cranberry tart where you're like, ooh, that little bite. Yeah. But it's, something, something. Yeah. It, it, it's that sounds good. pretty damn good. So, guys, it's nice to be back. Thank you for listening. And like I said, if you're listening, make sure you subscribe and follow. Or at least follow us, guys. Yeah, at least follow us. Subscribe if you can. Especially if it doesn't Find talk us to you on Twitch. Me. Find us on YouTube. Yeah. All right, guys. Find us on Facebook. Cheers. Glad to be back. Cheers. Ah, oh. Ooh, ooh, John. So apple whiskey and cider. Yeah, that could work. I'll have to give it a shot. Mm. Ooh, that's good. <laughs> I see what you did there. Um, I'm going to go and switch over to the painting camera. Um, Y'all let me know how it looks and everything when we get set up. Um, but before we get started talking about Depticon, I wanted to do a little thing from our sponsor, um, Tectonic Studios. He has actually given us some products to paint on air and give away. Um, I cannot see chat very well over here, so if I don't see or get your comment, let me know. Um... Dan has given me a few things to paint. Um, his little wall, which will, I will paint on air and Yay, give away. Um, he gave me a bunch of inserts for bases, little, you know, planks. 
Oh, I saw those at Adepticon. Those look nice. Yeah, they're really cool. He gave me uh, for small and medium bases. So I'll put them on some bases and uh, paint them up for the podcast. And be great uh, for uh, Wild West and historical stuff. Yeah. And then he gave me these, and we will give these away. And they're his, like, objective or round markers, however you want to put it. Um, and I've already glued them together. And what it is is just marks, like, either rounds or control points or damage on stuff. It's up to you. Uh, and That's we will cool. paint those. I'll paint those on air. And then we will give them away later on. Thank you, Dan, for providing that for us. So, I guess I'm going to have to paint this Darth Vader. Look, he's painted. Ta-da! Oh, he's black. He's done, right? Excellent. Because I wanted him to be perfect. Um, except for, you know, that lightsaber needs some work. It's a movie line. <laughs> I didn't Speak. even hear what you said, John. I said I wanted him to be perfect. It's a movie line. Okay. So uh, I'm going to paint Darth Vader up. Uh, first thing I'm going to do before we get started is I'm going to add like the little blues and other things that are not black that I don't have to highlight. Like the parts right in here, like the cloth parts, we're definitely going to be highlighting those with some grays. Right, Kathy? Are you just going to throw a uh, dry brush of a dark gray on to start out just to pick out the uh, details? I'm not sure. Um... I definitely, what I'm first going to do is I'm definitely going to hit like, you know, his little control buttons and stuff and like some metal pieces like his belt buckles, metal, the little chain around his collars, metal, um, a few little buttons over here and over here, you know, that type of stuff before I get into highlighting, because definitely the thing that's going to need highlighting is his little cloth parts in between the legs and the arms. I think if you do that, uh, bit of a gray dry brush first before you start those tiny details. Mm-hmm. That might be an easier, quicker way for you to pick that stuff out. And then just, you know, just like you do when you're doing the metallic stuff, mm -hmm. like the those Chaos Warriors. Yep. Where you dry brush the metallic and then you just paint it over the other parts that you didn't want to be metal. Yeah. Well, That's the I same says, principle. I'll get those. with I'll get, I'll get these because the cloth pieces right here, I think definitely 100% need to be some gray in them. Mm-hmm. And stuff. So let me do that. Uh, I'll get my new dry brushes that I got when I went and bought all my paints from Army Painter because they gave nice. me some new brushes with stuff. And so I have a new. Oh, he's got the force choke hand. Yeah, he does. Oh, yeah. <laughs> That's actually an ability in the game. Um, I have two different grays that I want to try. I have a really, really light blue gray, and then I have just this gray coat gray, which is a darker gray. But I also have this really cool coal black. And it kind of has a blue tint to it. Or do you think it's really neat? A slight highlight, maybe that the medium yeah. gray that you've got there okay. to start out with. All right, I'm going to shake this up. Uh, let's go ahead and get started with our Adepticon. Uh, Kathy, you want to talk about like your first couple of days of what you did and how it went? First, I want to make a public service announcement. What? The Tiangong 1 Chinese Space Station will not, in fact, be. Uh, throwing any debris on the United States. <laughs> okay. Sad face. I was hoping that would, you know, take somebody out. Not anyone in particular, but it would have been interesting. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So, I don't know what to say to that. Neither do I. <laughs> yeah. Sadly, 
it will be re-entering over the Pacific, passing across uh, South America and landing in the Atlantic, it looks like. So, oh, okay. you know, there you have it. Uh, so my Adepticon started on Wednesday morning. We got there and uh, us and a bunch of other volunteers helped set up the Hobby Lounge, uh, helped set up the Hobby Seminar area, and we were going to stuff swag bags, but the Hobby Lounge, you know, seemed to take up all of our time. And, you know, once it was all set up, then it was, you know, start painting stuff. And, of course, then people like Gonzo and Erica showed up. So I had to, you know, go say hi to them. And then everybody else started showing up. So I had to go say hi to them. And that was pretty much um, my entire weekend was, oh, my God, oh, my God, it's you. Um, oh, my God, oh, my God, it's it, you? I did manage to play a few games. What games in, did you get? In amongst all of that, so I saw, I saw Tiny Kathy was everywhere. Tiny Kathy was not in as many places as I would have liked her to be. I had some, uh, had some family things going on uh, back in Minnesota that were, you know, that I needed to kind of be paying attention to. Um, so I didn't get as much stuff done at, at the convention as I would have liked. Ooh, the Darth Vader's looking good with that gray on it. Yeah, it's already starting to pop out for the cloth so, area. Uh, walked through the exhibitors hall on Thursday. There were people still setting stuff up because, as most people know, the weather was not kind to people in the Rockies or people on the East Coast. Uh last week no and so there was a lot of freight coming from the east and coming over the rockies that was delayed which so, is... guys got delayed a day going out anyone who anyone yeah. here was going out delayed a day there were unless people uh you know switched their air flight their their flights to be the next the day earlier then they were kind of screwed yeah um that's also why yeah. we didn't get our path to glory the um Dark Ages starter sets until the next day because of delayed in shipment. Yeah. So there was, there's a lot of, you know, people, vendors that were frustrated because they didn't get to set up as early as they would have liked and, and things like that, that were in the swag bag that just didn't arrive because, you know, it was delayed over the Rockies because of weather or whatever. Yeah. That's the downside of having a, uh, convention this time of year. I mean, it, it can happen. It, you know, it hasn't really happened uh, before. Fingers crossed it doesn't happen again. I mean, yeah, this no is doubt. year 16, and, you know, this was just some crazy weather coming at us from all angles. Um, so, but, you know, we people did finally get set up. Uh, everybody's stuff did finally show up. Um so there was this one game in particular that I saw as I was going through the dealer's room, and I I feel really bad that I didn't actually get to play a demo game because it looked really cool. It was called Conquest, The Last Argument of Kings, from hmm. uh, this company I never heard of before called Parabellum, and they're from Cyprus. Oh, dang it. So, so the thing that drew me in was they had a really kick-ass... Uh, display board set up it was this siege where these uh oh. it, it, 
it kind of looked like Empire guys, you know, it's just yes. humans in, in armor with pikes and, you know, bows and stuff. You know, up on the battlements of this wall, and it was a winter scene, and on the other side were, you know, all these alien-looking things. Yes, and the I saw that. Was, yeah, the backdrop was this really cool artwork, and it was uh, these white spires that go up into the sky, and that's where these aliens live. It's kind of like their hive, and they kind of manufacture. What it did was remind me of uh, some H.P. Lovecraft, you know, well, many things are clearly inspired by Lovecraft, but uh, this one in particular is aliens coming onto a planet like Earth and taking the raw material, which is humans, and making them into, you know, like genetically altering them into, you know, their own fighting forces or their own slave labor or whatever. And so the backstory behind it was really cool. And the models for the uh, monsters were really cool. Yeah, they were. Um, you know, the... I have, a, I have a... I don't know if that's even remotely in focus, but there is some really cool uh, uh, humans. I mean, really, it's just... It's like Empire, if you're familiar with, you know, Warhammer. But, but the neat details... I saw that. They had a really, really cool demo area set up and a really cool static board that some of their alien creatures were really cool looking. Bipedal. Um, Quadrupedal. Some, yeah. Just a bunch <laughs> of different things. They That's some really cool looking stuff. Uh, I didn't get a chance to demo that either, and I didn't get a chance. Yeah, I really regret it. So, uh, Parabellum War Games, they're called. Their hashtag Parabellum War Games at Instagram and on Pinterest, and Bellum War Games at Twitter. So, that's some really neat looking stuff. Parabellum.com. Google them because the, and the mechanics of the game were really cool too. It wasn't just the backstory, the fluff that he was telling me about. He was telling me about, you know, the mechanics of how you deploy in, and it's not just one side sets up and then another side sets up and then you go at it. It was like my light unit. I have uh, a bunch of light units. You have a bunch of light units. I one of mine. If I if I win initiative, I think since I didn't demo it, I'm still a little unclear, but. I put a unit out of my my light infantry, and and then I do something with it immediately. And then you put out a unit, and you do something with it. So there's not any, like, deployment of a whole side before you go, you know? Gotcha. Yeah, and make sure you look up Parabellum War Games, because there is a game for the computer called Parabellum. And it is commonly word used with ammunition types, so use the right keywords so you find them properly. Yeah, it's it's worth looking into. It, it that was the game that uh, most intrigued me, and the one I'm most sad that I didn't get to uh, actually play a demo of. I did play a demo of Saga finally, mm-hmm. uh, Footsore Miniatures. Um, it was the second edition, so their tournament that they were doing at Adepticon was still first edition because second edition just came out, uh, so that the demos were all second edition and. I enjoyed it. It was just Vikings versus Vikings. Um, 
So excuse you. (laughs) (laughs) Um, You didn't think I was going to let that pass. Ooh, your highlighting is looking good. Anyway, so Saga, Vikings versus Vikings. uh, That's another one where it's like, I move a unit, you move a unit. Um, They have these cool dice which have... Uh, special symbols for your particular army, like Vikings have runes, and uh, Celtic armies have their symbols, and they they have Romans, and they have a bunch of other ones. Um, But we were just playing Vikings versus Vikings, so that's all I know right now. Uh, So these, these different weird dice, you apply them to your different units, on the board like you have so many of the dice to roll and depending on what you roll depends on which units you get to activate which so if you roll really sucky then you're just maybe activating only your your thralls your 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 kind of nothing conscript units that just have you know rocks and spears Although, I did kill his warlord with my unit of guys with just, like, throwing spears. Just by <laughs> sheer number of dice and the fact that I, I, I'm I, not sure how, but I managed to actually roll well. <laughs> well, that, quantity that is a quality happen, all its own. That doesn't happen to me all that often, so I was pretty amazed. And he was pretty amazed, too, because the, the game, the demo game I was watching before that, that he was taking somebody else through was pretty long and the one between he and I because once you kill the warlord that's it and I I killed his warlord on like the second third turn so yay yay me Um, it was it was I enjoyed it and then uh, some friends of mine brought their memoir 44 Mm mm-hmm to play they keep trying to do some kind of event there but it's not like an official event um but there were more of us that showed up for it this year than last year as in me it was my first time playing memoir 44 which is a days of wonder board game mm-hmm. that's a uh, 19 1940 no it's, it's a world war ii board game is what i'm trying to spit out yes. <laughs> um so I finally got to play that, and and that was fun. Um, what else? Let me look. Conquest, Hobby Lounge. Tiny Kathy did explore the con, and my friend Clint had a miniature made for his rope guy persona. Mm-hmm. And uh, so rope guy and Tiny Kathy got to tour the universe together in the TARDIS. So his model was a Hero Forge model. He had uh, he had found a bathrobe as one of the things that you can get on a Hero Forge model, and mm-hmm. one of the things you can get was a cowboy hat. So so he's like, well, this is perfect. And then with the gun, you know, it's that's his uh, 40k uh, special character, and uh, so I'm like, all you need is purity seals because he himself walks around in a bathrobe and his bathroom has purity seals on it. So I'm like, what about 
finding some purity seal bits. I'm sure there's somebody here who has them. So he was able to find uh, purity seals to put on there, and and then it really looked like uh, Robe Guy. <laughs> and and I played Zombie Side Black Plague. It wasn't my basic Zombie Side game that that I brought. I didn't get to play that one, but I I happened upon a game of Black Plague as it was being set up. So I invited myself to sit down. Uh, they they were people I knew. Well, that's good. I mean, <laughs> you know, not that I wouldn't do that with total strangers, but you know, these are some people that I don't get to see very often, and we got to play an entire game of Zombicide together, and. They accused me of using strategy. <laughs> How dare they? How dare they accuse you of doing things? I know. It was like I was the power gamer in this group. <laughs> <laughs> oh, and I asked to look at the rule book a few times because I wanted to be certain of how, you know, some of the rules work because they aren't all exactly the same as basic zombie side. And I've only played Black Plague a few times. So I wanted to be sure. And they were like, hey, you know, quit harshing our mellow here by looking at rules. Uh, so, yeah, I was like the rules lawyer power gamer of uh, of that group, which Damn. is um, not usually what I'm accused of. <laughs> but it was fun. Oh, my God. It was fun. And there was a guy who sat down with us because one of the people had to leave early. So this guy who had been hovering around watching us play and offering, you know, tidbits of how he and his group play Black Plague. Um, so we asked him to join us when she had to leave. And uh, and that was that was fun. it's always fun when a total stranger comes in and, and joins your game because it changes the dynamic. Mm hmm. And uh, so that was interesting. Um, and there are moments when someone comes into a cooperative game like Zombie Side and tries to captain the whole game. You know, yeah. they're like, well, you should do this and you should do this and you yeah. should do this and you should do that. And here's and what we do, up. you know, in my group. And I'm like, well, you know, because there's one guy who kept saying to the guy on my left, you know, Ooh, ooh, you should do this, 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 and this. And I'm like, so, I imagine you had a plan. What was your plan? <laughs> you know, like, you, you got to make sure when somebody's trying to captain the group, the entire group, that you allow the, the person whose turn it is to actually talk and share what they wanted to do, what their plan is. Yeah. Also, these guys had an interesting dynamic that I never thought of, which was, you know, whoever is at the highest uh, threat level, like I made it into the orange with my character, which somehow meant that even though we as the humans won, I somehow won better than everyone else, which just is so weird. And now it makes sense why there's some groups that play zombie side the way they do. Which is, I'm going to keep all of the coolest weapons and kill as many things as I can, and I'm going to take us all into the red as fast as I can, and all of the humans lose. 
because everybody else is way off in the blue and only has, you know, three actions. So now I can see where that mentality comes from because the group that I normally play with doesn't do that. Yeah, humans win. Yeah. Yeah. Humans lose. No. You know, and it's, and it's, you better believe I'm going to sacrifice myself if I think that's going to help the humans win. You know, and I, and I shouldn't feel, you know, like I'm losing or like I'm, you know, sad somehow, you know, for doing that because, you know, you want the humans to win. If not everybody has to survive, then go out and run and lure the zombies away and get killed. But, you know, so that's so that's my Adepticon. That was my uh, the main points. I never did get to go to uh, the Crystal Brush stuff and look at all of the entries. I I did see some close up in person when people were arriving and they were at the Hobby Lounge. Uh, hashtag Fort Wapple. Um, <laughs> you know, and would show me you know, what they were entering or would be working on the finishing touches. But I never did get to go into the uh, into the cases and, and see all the finished stuff all, you know, lined up, all pretty and everything this year. And that's usually something I try to do. And I like to take pictures because there's some just amazing models, amazing dioramas. Um, I'll tell you right now, I was at Matt DiPietro's. Um, mm-hmm. the fish kids riding the fish and that one guy standing next to it, the huge model that to me yeah. was badass. I really, you know, really like that. It's an amazing miniature all by itself before yes. you even start painting it. And that always helps. But, you know, Matt has a way of painting that you really, you know, does it justice. Yeah. There's a lot of contrast. There's a lot of emotion that he adds just with colors used. That thing to me was insane. I to me I think that should have won, but that's you know just my personal. I don't judge it on anything else. But that to me was to me was the show winner in my opinion. It was really really good. So we can talk about Crystal Brush uh, later if you want. If you want to share all of the things that you did at Adepticon, yeah, um, yeah. Um, how do y'all like that red saber? This is that pure it's red. Very red. Yeah, it's the pure red from uh, Army Painter. It and man, it looks red. Really, really red compared to the P3 Prime Red. My, my yeah. only comment would be that the uh, Vader saber should have some silver on it. I think, especially at the cup where the blade comes out. Um, like right around there. here. Yeah, it would, a to help for contrast, uh, and B, I think it actually does in reality. Well, I think eventually he would have got around to that, right? Well, I'm definitely going to do the back. I know the back does, but the front is like a, depending on which version of Saber we're talking about, would be a glossy black. But yeah, I'm well, definitely going to put some metal on the back of it. Nice. Yeah, I guess you're right. The, absolute, the cup is actually black, and then it's got a lot of silver. The middle part's black again, and then... Yeah. yeah, I see what you mean. I gotcha. Yeah, so definitely the back part I know is silver. Maybe I'm thinking of Anakin's lightsaber. Yeah, Anakin's does have. Um, but okay, so what I did, let's see. Um, we got there Wednesday. Yeah, I'm thinking Anakin's. 
Um, and we did our um, wait for the VIP stuff, which was really fun. I got to meet some new people, got to meet some of our actual listeners, which was really neat. Um, in line waiting. Um, and I'll tell you right now, if you're going to Adepticon and you can afford the VIP um, badge, 100% get it. Yeah. Um, when we got for back... For $100, yeah, for $100, what you get is amazing. so worth it. It is so worth it. Not only is it the t-shirt for the convention and your membership and uh, a pint glass with the logo, mm -hmm. uh, but you get... You get all sorts of games. You get all sorts of coupons that other people don't get for people who are in the exhibitors hall. You get miniatures. Um, but there are only so many of the VIG swag bags uh, of that membership level available. So if you have 100 bucks, which is well worth it, and you can get in on it, definitely uh, definitely try for that. When, when we got back... That Sunday, I calculated up and calculated just suggested retail or what it was on sale for everything we had. It was $450 worth of merchandise. Yeah. So, I mean, even if you're not going to use it all, I know plenty of people that turned around and sold stuff. Because um, there was one um, weird miniature uh, for um, the game uh, for Malifaux. And a friend of mine got it. It was a special edition miniature, and he turned around and sold that for sixty or fifty or sixty bucks right off the bat. I got the special edition, uh, the the red one, the clear red. I forget which. She's here somewhere. Yeah, Legionnaire. The uh, these little plastic sprues, which I got right here, which are part of the uh, Warlord Games. Uh, what are they? Beyond the Gates of Antares. These came. Oh, the yeah. These came in the swag bag for free. Which I'll put those together and see what they look like or give them away. I don't know. I haven't figured out what I'm going to do with those yet. Uh, I'm going to be giving away a ton of my stuff. Um, so let's see. After that, the next day, uh, we, I played uh, in the Champions um, for War Machine Hordes. Uh, made it to round three and then lost. And they were cutting to top eight. So I figured that would be no reason for me to go ahead and continue because you had to be undefeated to pretty much be in the top eight. Um, got beat, beat by a troll army, and I fucking hate champions. Because um, they just kicked the shit out of me, and I couldn't take them down. Um, but it was a really good game either way. Um, let's see, what else? Uh, so I went shopping. Um, I went and didn't do any demos that day. Uh, just went strictly shopping and looking at things. Picked up uh, a bunch of things. for. I picked up everything for Frostgrave. I have oh, been cool. dying to play Frostgrave for a long time because it reminds me of, hey, what if Necromunda was D&D? &D? Mm -hmm. And that's pretty much what it is. And I picked up every one of their supplements, every one of their cards. I already had the core rule book. Uh, so I went around looking for Frostgrave miniatures to use that were cheap um, in the game because it's a 28mm game. And I found this little company, and it was actually Erica's favorite place to buy stuff too because... Uh, I don't know if it's called Impact Miniatures or Impact. Oh, Impact Impact Miniatures. Yeah, Tom Anders. And so I found they were selling these miniatures. They're 28 millimeter and they are 
what it was is you bought them per like race. There was like a barbarian and then there was elves. And the elves came in all different times. There's like a huge knight type, a couple of wizards, um, some archers, um, and different types of elves, guys with spears, some rogues, different type of wizards and stuff. And it was perfect because it's like 24 miniatures and it was like $35. I'm like, I can do with that. Um, and so I got all these miniatures to play in Frostgrave. So I was like, ding, there's my warband, complete and done. Didn't have to worry about it. Um, Erica really liked it because that's where they sold all the chibi stuff. Oh, um, yeah. And all they the... stuff. Yeah, and there was like a bunch of uh, My Little Pony chibi stuff. Like they had <laughs> well, Doctor yeah, Who I chibis. Yeah, a few of those. Yeah, yeah. the My Little Pony ones. Mm -hmm. Yeah, they were like chibi Doctor Who's and they had a Princess Bride chibi. Um, they have more. a bunch of fantastic uh, Blood Bowl, optional Blood Bowl teams. Yes. Yeah, they've been doing that for years. Yeah. Yeah. That's when I, yeah, first heard of them was when I was playing Blood Bowl. Yeah. So, I mean, they had some really neat stuff. Um, and so I picked up a, a decent amount of stuff from them. Um, just that. And Erica picked up some stuff. Um, I also, what else did I pick up? Heard about the Army Painter um, thing that they were doing. And I was like, hmm, I really kind of want to do that. Um, I did see that game that you were talking about. Um, not Saga, the, which one we were talking about earlier today? Conquest. Conquest. I saw that, and Erica showed it to me because she had gone in there before I did. And it looked neat. I just didn't have time for it. Yeah. Because uh, I was in the middle of stuff. Um, looked interesting. Um, and then, what else did I pick up? I really didn't buy a lot for myself. Oh, I bought the newest Arena Rex model for my my army, my Ludus. Um, I did. I picked up a bunch of stuff, and I can't remember what I picked up. Dang, but I didn't pick up a so lot of stuff. So many for things. Yeah. <laughs> um, but then I picked. Up, then the next day, um, I had a full day of doing no games, so I went and did a bunch of demos. Um, I played, uh, the Star Wars demo, which hopefully everybody saw us when we, uh, put that on air because I wanted to Facebook live it. Hopefully y'all saw that and it came through pretty decent. Um, not coming out the way I'd like. Um, uh, what else? Um, Let's see, what else did I demo? I demoed Dark Age since I since we got the box that everybody that we were trying to get mm -hmm. because they came in late. I got that, uh, which I was really excited to because I've been dying to try it. And well, um, I don't want to spend a lot of money on it if I don't have to. Um, so we tried that, and we found out that the guy that was running our Dark Age demo didn't know what the hell he was talking about. Ah. He really did not know how to run a Dark Age demo because he was like, now me and my friend Nick, we're, you know, wargame fanatics and we, you know, we always look at the dice and everything and find out what's going to go on and how it's going to work and stuff. And the way he was running it, it was like, this doesn't sound right. You can shoot this shotgun and it does a lot more hits, but it didn't do what it was supposed to do. Like the, the dice rolls weren't working correctly. You know what I'm saying? It was like the damage wasn't going correctly. We're like, mm, this just doesn't sound right. So, 
We maybe found out that he didn't. Ones where they just do demo stuff differently, or yeah, maybe it, he just doesn't know. Yeah, he just didn't know. Because when we got back to the hotel room, we started reading the core rules. We're like this guy got everything wrong. He got the core mechanic right, but definitely not the things that we were looking and asking about. Like he couldn't tell us what the stats meant on the back of the card. Like it was two at three hundred. It was like, is it two guys for three hundred or what? And he's like, yeah, I think so. It's like, no. We found out that you could only field two of those when in a three hundred point game or five hundred point game or whatever it was. Um. So he kind of just messed up. But it was all right. Not a big deal. Um, we definitely did Star Wars Legion. We watched a game, and then we played a game, me and myself and um, Zeke, which is rooming with me. Hey, Zeke, if you're listening, appreciate you coming with us. And Legion was a ton of fun, guys. I'm going to tell you right now, this game is legit. It's legit fun. It's got a lot of cool things going for it. Um, if FFG keeps it up, They've got a good smash hit on their hands. And how are the models to put together? You know what? The models were really easy to put together. You know, we were all worried about the models whenever we heard they were going to be, you know, this type of plastic. And they're actually really good. There's not a huge problem with them. Um, the only one that I have an issue with is there's a stormtrooper that has this big O ion, big O rifle. And the rifle is kind of bent a little bit, but if you just soak it in some hot water and, you know, do that, you're fine. Hair dryer. Uh, yeah, or hair dryer or whatever. Yeah. So it wasn't that big of a deal. Um, they look good. I know there's been some miscasts, which you're going to have that. And people have already said they emailed FFG for, you know, miscast problems. Send them right back. They, people are already getting their miscasts fixed. So no yeah, issues. Yeah. good about that. They have yeah. good customer service. They put out a quality product. Yeah. Um, so that wasn't an issue. Um, everything's been really cool to put together, really easy to put together. Um, I put together seven stormtroopers in like 10 or 15 well, minutes. Yeah, it's not hard. No, I mean, there's a little bit of mold lines, but nothing huge and nothing bad. Um, I really hope that they have people that do a lot more terrain, Star Wars terrain, because it would make the game a whole lot cooler just because, you know, you're used to you know, Star Wars type terrain, which is... Yeah. I've seen can. some people coming up with their own pretty cool Star Wars terrain out there. And there's stuff that's popping up on uh, those 3D printing sites. Yes, 100%. People are making those really quickly coming out. Yeah, um, check shapeways. And actually, Kickstarter had some stuff before Legion came out, and I'm sure there'll be more people making, you know, Star Wars sort of themed and, and looks good enough to fit in Star Wars stuff. Yeah. Um other than that, I mean, there was a lot of cool things. Um, it was really neat to see people playing it. And like I said, we only played like the starter box. And it wasn't the full starter box um, at the table. And it's all real compact. But they had a table where they were having a huge battle fight on a 3 by 6 table. Where they had the walkers and the snowspeeder. Everything on there. And it was really cool. neat to see people. Uh, starter set, nice and fun. When you get to... Because they want you to play at 800 points... Uh, which is kind of the standard, is really good. But a 1,000 points, I think, is where it's going to be at because there's just so much on the board. There's so How much stuff How many points is uh, an army from the starter box? Uh, 500, I think. And okay. it also depends on how you outfit them, too. Yeah, in the 500-ish. Yeah, depending on how you outfit the army. Um, but overall, I mean, it was a lot of fun. Um, I finally got my first game of Malifaux in, 
Um, and it was an okay demo. Uh, the guy running the demo kind of, he knew his rules, but had a little bit of issue communicating stuff to us. Um, Eric and I demoed that cause she'd been wanting to try it out. Uh, cause she likes the models. Um, and in, and it's not a dig on Malifaux at all. I'm just not used to the card mechanic. It's very uh, weird. It yeah. does take some getting used to. Yeah. yeah. I actually really liked the card mechanic because I like old school card games that use regular <laughs> playing cards. Yep. As we've discussed. <laughs> but I mean, it was perfectly fine. I didn't have a problem with it. It just getting used to it. Uh, and it was just a simple beat each other up type thing. So it wasn't like we were, you know, doing objectives or anything like that. So it was kind of interesting. Um, I could see my play, myself playing it if I had people around me that would play it. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Um, what else? Uh, I did play Eden. Um, one, it was really hard to understand the guy that was doing it because his English was good, but it wasn't good yeah. enough. Um, I know. Are they French? Yes, I think so. Yeah. Um, and he did a really good job demoing it. I just didn't like the mechanics of the game. Um, I didn't like the way combat was handled. It was very, to me, it was very clunky. Um, models are amazing. Don't get me wrong there. They are they just, some cool models. Yeah. Just wasn't my type of game. Um, what else? Um, uh, what is it? Um, played some arena wrecks cause I had a friend of mine that, um, uh, Zeke was with me and, um, he had never seen arena Rex and we talked about arena Rex and showed him the demo of it. And I'd played it before. So I know what it's like, and arena Rex is still a solid game. I wish they got more out there. Um, yeah. I did. A, I, I got to make a comment now. I liked dark age. I really, really liked Dark Age. I like the combat. I like how everything moves. I like I like everything about it. Okay. Um, they didn't have a lot of stuff that people wanting. Like the, I wanted to pick up the Aircast starter box. Of didn't have it because those are awesome. Oh, I love the Aircast. Are so cool. And the models are yeah, amazing. So from what I've heard, um, this is through Cool Money or not, if I remember correctly, and they. They sort of do stuff in waves. They get a bunch of this stuff in, go, yep. then they go to the next thing, get it in, and go. So mm -hmm. you get lulls in the production where they don't have a lot available. Yeah. Uh, my friend Nick, which is going to do core, if we decide to get into it, because he likes robots. Robots, yeah. Yeah, and robots <laughs> that can make other robots. <laughs> uh, yeah. yeah. Uh, and he liked that, and they didn't have the core starter box there either. And I was like, dang it, because that would have been really that cool. Yeah, those have both been out of stock online for a while too. There might yeah. have been a period where they were in stock between when I looked and now, but which 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 is what my point coming to now is. Wrath of Kings had nothing there. They had just a few things that they were bringing out that were just brand new, but they act like they're not doing anything with that game, and that kind of irks me because it's a good game too. So I'm hesitant to get into Dark Age because I don't want them to ditch it. Dark Age has been around since, uh, like, I want to say, 05, at yeah. least. It's been it, around for a really long time, and they've only just started putting, you know, some real quality game developers onto that game, yeah. so I can only see it getting better. I hope and the so. IP's old, and the IP's a lot older than that. There yeah. was a card game for Dark Age in the late 90s. Um, it, it's been around for a long time, so I wouldn't super worry about that. Okay. 
But I mean, it, it, it had some really cool stuff. I but liked they it. They probably said that about BattleTech too. Oh fuck that! BattleTech's still a thing that's going on. They did have tournaments at Adepticon. In fact, uh, it was because of a friend of mine participating in the tournament that I got to hang out with his wife for several hours <laughs> one day, who is somebody I used to live with back in the day in the early 90s. <laughs> but Back when Battletech was huge. <laughs> anyway. I, I, I was just concerned about that because Wrath of Kings had no... Yeah, it's on the discount of... shelf at my FLGS. Yeah, it's on the discount shelf for a lot of people. It just may not be doing well. It just may not be hitting, I mean, which is surprising because the only real competitor as far as ranked, sort of sort of ranked up type uh, fantasy is what uh, the Kings one for Mantic, Kings of War. Yeah. And that game is, is solid, but it's not really inspired. Well, the thing is, is uh, Mantic's Kings of War uh, is really good, but it's a regimental game. So you can't you can't compare that with Dark Age. Because no, Dark Age is a very small model count, like seven models. I've Yes, seven-ish. I've seen a little more than that. But yeah, yeah, but not a lot. It, it, it's, a, it's a true skirmish game, if you yes. want to go there. And it was really good. I had a good time playing it. I liked some of the rules um, on the way back. I read over the entire rules and Nick and I talked about it and we went over some of the things that were in it and how we would do this and how we would do that. And, oh, the, this is how this works. Oh, I really like the way this army plays then. And so, you know, we went with that. Um, but, I mean, for the most part, it was really cool. Yeah, uh, one of my locals plays it, uh, you know, started getting into it to, in order to play in a team tournament and has is all in and has done well. He's beat their, uh, they have a roaming, roaming champion who goes around and you can challenge him to a game if he's in your area. It's a big game, like twice as many points as normal, I think. And he's one of the few who's actually beaten him. So, I mean, it's, it's a fun game and it, it's picking up here or there. It's just, you know, like any game. If it doesn't get that super wide, it's going to take a bit for it to catch on yeah. all the way again. But I mean, it was good. Um, what other game? There wasn't. That was about it that I played. Um, next day, I played in the Masters tournament with my Grimkin. Um, got pretty far in that. I was pretty happy with it. Of course, they cut to the top eight, so I oh. dropped after they cut to the top eight. Oh yeah, that's what you do. Yeah, uh, so I could go do all other right. things. Yeah, especially at a convention. Good lord. Yeah. Uh, hung out in the hobby area for a little bit. Um, didn't take any hobby classes because just wasn't into it. Um, hung out with a lot of friends. Went and ate, of course, at Portillo's. Um, oh, you have to. Yeah, you have to. Uh, at least once. Uh, met a lot of cool people. That was the best part. I met a lot of cool people. Um, did some friend booking type thing. I uh, met some other podcasters to talk about. Um, the one person I wanted to meet but didn't get a chance to um, because he was super busy all the time was, uh, and my mind's blinking right now because it's been a long week, as I got run Gorilla Games. Um, Ash Barker? Ash. Um, he was promoting his new game that he's got coming out, a zombie-style type game. And I just wanted to go up there and talk to him and say, hey, I really like your stuff. You know, give him props for it because yeah. he does a lot of cool stuff um, he does. for the miniature community. Um, and I liked everything that he was doing. Um, but I didn't get a chance to see him and talk to him. Um, 
And then, of course, at the very end of the show, I decided to blow a bunch of money on uh, Army Painter War Paints because they had a deal where if you bought this, you got this and like four or so brushes for like $300. So it was like their almost entire paint line for $300. End of the con is the time to go around looking for deals because yes. the less they have to pack up, the more they like it. They yep. Some places tend to go pretty good deals then. Um, the one game that I, I don't even want to say I tried, but I didn't even care for um was a i saw judgment there and it was at the muse and mini muse, muse on minis booth and well i love those guys not wrong a lot of good friends i had worked there and um part of it when they told me it was a moba style board game i was like eh, i'm done what's moba moba is a multi online battle arena and pretty much what it is it's a um arena game where you go to a kill your pardon's objective while you have to take on a bunch of different things. And it's just not something I'm into. Yeah. Um, you got to have, you got to be part of that. Now I will tell you this though, their miniatures were bad ass. I mean, they had some of the coolest looking miniatures I've ever seen. Um, I don't think I'd ever play the game, but <laughs> I did stop off at um, creature casters and did pick up one of their, one of their lines for my uh some phenomenal uh yeah. models yeah look at this fucker this man this guy's badass I, I i picked this up for my kings of war army because he's gonna be one of my demons demon princes oh, sure. and i actually i think this one is one i'm gonna actually spend a decent amount of time on i'm gonna like oh, fill that's in gonna gaps. be so much fun you know we can do a uh i mean we can do a uh, pull this out, duo so. painting live stream if you want uh paint that guy live yeah because this guy i've got to do a lot of gap filling but i mean this guy's huge i mean i'm not going to use the base that he comes on because i'm doing my lava base for it mm -hmm. but um what i was really liked about this is not only are these miniatures cool as hell looking i mean wings and all this stuff um they're reasonably priced like this miniature why don't you put them on all the base and everything and he sits there um he was only, he was only sixty bucks. That's not bad at all. No, I mean it, it was sixty American, which I think is like seventy eight Canadian or whatever. Ooh, alarm, eight o'clock. Um, which was very. I mean, this is reasonably priced, and it's very good material, very good uh, quality, great detail. You got a different things like it, two different hands, uh, a different head, uh, and instead of doing wings, you could have done like some other things on the back. And the caps aren't horrible because the only ones you would really, really need to hit, I think, are the wings. Yeah. There, I mean, there, there's some... just assume that I'm going to be filling gaps when yeah. I do that stuff. It's just it's just a foregone conclusion. Yeah. It's when the gaps are smaller, I'm happier. Yeah. I mean, so, I mean, this one's I'm definitely going to do some gap filling. There's, like, some between the legs and the joints. I mean, n n nothing huge. Just so that's what you have to do. I have a question about your base. Uh-huh. Um... Is there a way you can use that base and put it on a lava base and still do reflections of your lava, like in the skulls? Uh, I don't know yet. I, he only he can only fit on a. I only want to put him on a fifty millimeter uh, square okay. base. So I'm I'm gonna put that on there and see what I can do. Yeah, because see, that might be cool. Yeah, um, Darth Vader is almost pretty much done. Um, all I gotta yeah. do is uh, I want to do some OSL on him. So I gotta get with you later, Kathy. We'll talk about some because mm -hmm. they definitely need some OSL like 
where the lightsaber is on here and, you know, around my hand and, like, over here and stuff. There have been a couple other people that I know who, who've painted up the Darth Vader and done a nice uh, object source lighting. Yeah. On you them. have to. So, so you might want to look at those and see if I can uh, find those. Yeah, I got a, I found a couple of uh, Facebook groups that have it, so I'll do a, a couple of... Uh, OSL it's always easier, you know, when you've got something to look at as an example. Yeah. All so, right. Uh, uh, what company was that miniature from again? Creature Casters. Creature Casters. Creature Casters. They have a lot of cool miniatures. I mean, I wanted to buy like five of them. Uh, they had Cash another demon. Um, <laughs> they had a lot of cool miniatures on there. Uh, fair point. Uh, not safe for work. No, it is not. We, there are some boob models. Yeah, we we love them, Jim and I. We've loved them uh, for quite some time, and and so we're looking forward to painting some creature caster models. Uh, Jim always likes the prettier ones. I mean, relatively speaking, and yeah. I always like things that have lots of eyeballs and uh, orifices and and oozing pustules. Oh, they have some really cool Nurgle like type miniatures. This old guy. <laughs> Let me blow the dust off of that. This one actually is one that they don't produce anymore, but it used to be one of theirs. Yeah, they got some really guys, and they're reasonably and they're big. They're reasonably priced and they're huge miniatures. So if you like them, I definitely suggest buying. Uh, overall, Adepticon was amazing. Um, I might not be able to go to next year because of the time frame of when it is. I don't know if it's going to be during my spring break or not. But oh yeah, They've I will definitely got buy a. Out for that. I will definitely buy a badge and have someone pick up my VIP if I don't. <laughs> VIG if I don't. <laughs> um, if I don't get to go. Um, I did see this stuff at um, Dracula's America. I just didn't pick it up because I was on a tight budget and I knew about that army painter thing and i really needed a bunch of more paints and i'm glad i got it because i have a lot of cool paint ranges to use now which i've been dying to have than just the p3 paints um so guys adepticon is definitely one you want to go to go to adepticon if you can get there go to it one of my i i will go to that over gen con every single time one because i get to know a lot of people there two i get to see a lot of cool things um, John, do we have anybody watching on Facebook that is not subscribed to our Twitch stream? If you make sure, guys, we're going to be doing a uh, giveaway right now for our uh, kickoff, which is the Guild Ball starter set. <coughs> doing the kickoff. Ah, there it is. It's even backwards for all you cool people. Um, you have to be eligible. You have to be a follower of our Twitch stream. Uh, so if you're watching on Facebook, make sure you're doing that. Looks like we got about four people on there following. We got about nine people here. Um, so if you are in the chat room, make sure that you click and type, hey, I'm a follower in the chat, uh, and we will check it out. And we will give that while we go to the media section before we do that. So type in chat, I'm a follower, and make sure that you're a follower. If you're not, you do not get to be a part of that. And we will check our followers when we do this. I know Congo's a follower. Where'd Xander go? Uh-oh. Xander, did you leave? Xander, I know Xander's a follower. 
Uh, we it's have... not the same without Xander. Let's see. I know Eric is a follower. Electrical skateboard. Yeah, he's Xander. I see uh, uh, Reese <coughs> isn't on here. Uh, he's the one who won the... Uh, didn't win. He came up to me and said the magic words, hopscotch and free lunch for the, uh, dice. the dice set that I had to give away. Like <laughs> on Wednesday, he found me. Yeah. And did that. And I didn't even have the dice yet because Gonzo hadn't arrived yet. So. <laughs> Which I did actually, I did make quite a few um, um, connections at Adepticon. And I talked to quite a few different people that are willing to come onto our podcast and talk about their games. That's um, fantastic. And so I had a few extra dice left over. So I gave them a dice as a commitment. So if you take this, it means you're going to come on our podcast and talk about your stuff. And they're like, <laughs> okay. So we had quite a few oh, people do that. Oh, force me to talk about my stuff for free promotion. Yeah. Yay. What? Yeah. yeah. Anyway, so it was no big deal. Um, ah, look, Evil Jim. Evil Jim just follows. Thank you, Evil Jim, for us. You are now available to win this. Uh, John, do we have anybody on Facebook uh, that is uh, willing to do it? I told them they need to jump on uh, Twitch and uh, follow us have a chance at the giveaway. There are people here, but I can't tell who's on there. There's no uh, no click and find out who's there. What is it? the heck? Um, okay, right. we'll give that just a, a few more minutes uh, to let everybody do that and make sure. Uh, other than that, um, let's see. We'll get to media section, and we'll give them two more minutes to do that. Media section. Check out the cool media screen. Woohoo! 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 Media screen, media screen. I'll check this out. I'll watch uh, Facebook. Oh. Kathy, do you have anything you want to talk about on media section? On media? Uh huh. I'm looking forward to the second season of Santa Clarita Diet on what? Netflix. <laughs> that just came out, and I haven't had a chance to watch that or much of anything else this week. Forward to the second season so of I really Santa Clarita Diet. Anything to talk about? We did not go see the new Pacific Rim movie, so I cannot talk about that. I can. <laughs> I'm glad someone can. Gonzo, you want me to go? Or you want yeah. to go? I don't know what you got. No, uh, I, actually, I can talk about two different things. Um, let me talk about... Um, I watched um, The Shape of Water. Um, okay. I've been dying to watch this because I'm a huge Del Toro fan. Uh, oh, you didn't see it originally? No, I didn't get to see it in the theater because it only came to one theater. It was only there for one weekend, and that was it. So I was, like, really pissed off. Um, kind of bullshit. Yeah, I thought it was about two. I was like, especially as, as much reviews it got and everything, I was really, really ticked off uh, about that. Um, so I watched it when I got home. Uh, I really liked it. I thought it was really good. It was really fun. Um, special effects were amazing. Um, a great monster movie. Um, I can see why it won a bunch of awards and why people really liked it. Um, I only had one small little thing and it was stupid. I didn't like one of the scenes in there. It was the dancing make believe scene. I can't give it, I won't say it cause I want to give it away, but it just kind of rubbed me the wrong way. Um, I didn't care for it. Um, but other than that, it was it was a good movie. I enjoyed it a lot. Um, I really liked all the... I liked the characters. It was fun. Um, I actually went and looked up some of the, the, the main actress lady, which I've never seen her before, and see what else she's done. Um, and, but it was really good. I had a blast. I'd recommend anybody going and seeing it and watching it. Um, 
go pick it up. It's a quality, quality movie. Um, I would probably give it maybe, and I'm pushing it saying two shots of Krakens if you're not into this type of story. But it, it was good. Um, I, I personally, one shot. But I think for a public type opinion, maybe two. Okay. Um, it was really good. Um, I can't wait to see it. I hope that since he's won a bunch of awards for this, that he they will give him Into the Mouth of Madness for him to do now. Because he's been dying to do that for a long time. And I can't wait for him to take that. Yeah. I, I don't know if he'll do At the Mountains of Madness, but he's got to do some kind of Lovecraft-inspired mm-hmm. something. There's so many stories, you know, that he could do justice to. Yes. He needs to. He's proven himself. Um, Pan's Labyrinth is one of my favorite, and Hellboy is, of course, one of my favorites, too. Uh, Pan's Labyrinth is just so, so good. That's got uh, a bunch of different levels, that yes. movie. Yeah. Anyway, it's one of my favorites that he's ever done of all time. Um, all right. So we will go ahead and give it away. Uh, the only person I know on here that is not a follower that I can tell, I don't see. Well, everybody on here, Electrical Skateboard, are you a follower? You've been here for a little bit. I don't know if you're just a bot or not. If you do, if you aren't, say something. So we can get you in that drawing. Uh, nobody on Facebook has said anything. I haven't seen any extra followers. I've never seen, I don't think I've ever seen a comment, so I don't know. No, it may just be a bot just to help out or make sure that we're not doing anything illegal. Fair enough. <laughs> <laughs> so Fun. that will be, what, three, four people we can go over give it? Uh, Erica, Evil Jim, Congo, Xander, Warlord. Um, let's see. I don't know who's in. Uh, there are four people watching on Facebook. One of them's me. I see John Michael Ray Durham has been uh, sharing our. Uh, oh, so. Sharing, sharing, well, sharing our stream on Facebook. So I don't know if he follows us on Twitch. So tell you what, Gonzo, let's give him one more review because a couple guys just note just noticed that we're talking about stuff. Okay. We have a giveaway, guys. Go. I just put the link there. You'll have to copy that. Go to Twitch. Follow us on Twitch, and uh, we'll give you a shot at that uh, giveaway also. Yep. Uh, give you guys some time to do that, and I'll talk about my first movie for this week. All right. Uh, I know Xander Vorler wants to hear about uh, Pacific Rim 2, a movie that Guillermo del Toro should have done. But instead, I'm going to go with the one I watched where you guys were at Adepticon having fun, <laughs> one I never saw back when it came out, and that is um, Brothers Grimm. Okay. Oh, Yeah. It was on Netflix for free. It had been on my list. I'm like, oh, I should watch this. <laughs> um, yeah, I'm not a fan. That was a very <laughs> mediocre movie. Mediocre? Um, it was, yeah, it's mediocre as fuck. <laughs> I, would, I would agree with that. Actually, I I would say even less than mediocre. I was, I, yeah. I, I like the dark tone. I like the way they, they took the Brothers Grimm and made the sort of fairy tales and sort of meshed that together. Bonus points for that. Uh, some of the, the, the visuals are very cool, but the characters were too fucking com- comedic all the time. Rather than the comedy that, really flowed uh, naturally, the, they the... really tried to force it, and it it showed and was really kind of painful. <laughs> um, uh, which one was in that? So it's Matt Damon. Who's the other one? Was it Heath Ledger? I believe so. Yes, yeah, Heath so. Ledger. Um, so I'm not gonna say he did a bad job acting. I just didn't like his character. 
Yeah. Um, I didn't think he did a bad job acting because it was nothing like any of the roles. So I would say it's quite the opposite. It was a good job acting and probably what the director wanted, but wasn't very interesting or good. So, I mean, what can I say there? Um, again, good visuals. Action scenes were okay, but not really what you want for a fantasy movie like this. It was... It was a little too far one way when I was really hoping for something closer to Hansel and Gretel Witch Hunters, which completely off the wall and crazy, but way more enjoyable of a movie. Yeah. Um, so uh, it is for it is free on uh, Netflix, I think. So, I mean, it's worth taking a look at. I wouldn't say don't watch it, but it's not great. Um, kind of Terry Gilliam, really? Oh, I wouldn't believe that if you told me that, if I didn't just look at it here in, in print. But so, yeah, it's it's OK. It, it's worth watching. Um, bring some alcohol. I'm going to give it uh, three shots of crack and just because you're going to need that to get through the parts that are painful. There are some good visuals and some good parts, but overall, not not very good and not. It had some potential, did, definitely didn't hit. Right. Um, let's go and give our giveaway since we've had enough time. Um, Did you get I more followers didn't get more followers. So I have four people that we can give it away to. Um, I'm going to choose them in random order and you have to give me a number. So give me a second. Oh, did you, uh, did you get, uh, did Joe flesh or Jacob Holden jump in on Twitch and follow? Neither one of them did. Okay. We only have one new follower and that's evil Jim. So let's see. All right. Give me a number one through four. Uh, go ahead. Can I roll a dice? Yeah, go roll a dice. Actually, roll I don't. I don't have a D four. I don't have one on me. Oh roll a D six and get rid of five and six. I have no dice on my painting desk. What are <laughs> you I know. doing? It's. What? I'm not gonna roll it. I can't roll it. They're like ten feet Trace. behind me in my D. Oh wait, bag. we got the the warping forge just came in. So hey. now we've got. Let's see. One, two, three, four, and five. So one, two, three, four, five. Go ahead and give me one, John. Uh, random number generator says number five. Number five. Actually, it is the Warping Forge. He just came in. Um, so Aww. for the Warping Forge, thanks for following us. If you could send myself or just send me a message, send me your address. Uh, with your first name and last name and your address, we will send that out to you. Um, Fair chance that might be Jacob Holden, who was in uh, Facebook, said he just followed us. So, awesome! If it's Jacob, Jacob, send it. You can get us on our Facebook, Twitch, uh, whatever. Uh, make sure you send somebody, one of us, your address, so we can get that to you. If you send it to me, um, find me on More Than Dice uh, Facebook page. Do it. And in here. the future, we might try and see if the guys, are, you, you who are watching us on. Uh, facebook are actual facebook followers and we give you guys a chance to it's just a lot of different uh places to juggle our followers from so yeah uh gonzo what was your second one um and this is actually based on what kathy suggested um of course i did a bunch of driving so i finished up one series and i'm waiting for the next book um so i downloaded the first law by joe Abercrombie. is that how it is um, and so I started listening to the first book, um, and 
there's a lot of fucking characters in this first book. I'm only through the second half of the first book listening to it. Cause it's like a 20 hour listen. Um, but there's a lot of characters. Uh, it's kind of hard to follow while listening to it. Uh, because the guy that's doing it is also doing the voices. So it's kind of interesting, uh, kind of different. I don't have a problem with it. Um, what was it? Somebody told me it was very nihilistic and very evil and very dark. I, I like that. <laughs> I like what I'm hearing now. I like what I'm seeing, what I'm hearing to it. Um, the characters are really cool. Uh, the characters have good personality. Um, there was a person that was in um, there, and it was in the first part of the book uh, where this... I don't want to say princess, but it was a lady in waiting or a lady and she was drunk. And this one character came in to talk to her and she was drunk and not giving a fuck about what she was saying. And I can't remember her name, but it was funny as hell to hear her talk. It was like, are you drunk? She's just slightly fucking drunk. And she was just, you know, breaking all rules of etiquette and everything. Uh, so it was really, really cool. Um, uh, my favorite uh, on there was uh so far is Altway, the uh mage caster or whatever. He's a spellcaster that wears these bangles. Um I guess they kinda of tell him they're supposed to be kind of African Americans they have dark skin. Am I right, Kathy? I Has don't it been even a... remember. Oh. Uh but I, his I, character you know... Seriously, it's been like eight years since yeah. I read these books. I feel like I need to go to the library and check him out again. Um, but it was really, I, I like that character. I've only de dealt with him just a little bit, uh, so far and I really like him. Um, magic I, is I really, the, go ahead. I was going to say, I think the Inquisitor is, uh, one of my favorite characters. Uh, the guy with the lisp or has the missing teeth or whatever. Is that just the one you're talking about? He's, he's got a limp and, uh, yeah. and stuff. Yeah. And, yeah. He, uh, he turns out to be very interesting. He, he's been pretty interesting. They, they've been focusing on him a lot in the story. Uh, but the uh, so far, the characters have been really, really cool. Uh, it'd probably be a lot easier to read, but I don't have time to read because I'm driving a lot. So that's the reason why I do the audiobooks and I'm painting, so I'm doing audiobooks, which has still been good. Um, magic is super powerful. Like, one of the things this the one of the guys, the first Magi, he's standing there and he's like, uh, you're not going to capture us. And they're like, yeah, we are. So he, like, lights this entire area on fire and, like, incinerates everybody in seconds. And I'm like, he didn't even do, like, any, you know, I'm used to, like, if you're casting, you're saying magic words or flipping your fingers or, you know, whatever. There was none of that. Just guys, everybody just burst into flames and, like, two of the guys are nothing but ash at the end of what they do. And it's just. That's like, how it should be. Yeah. I mean, it was really, really cool. Um, highly recommend it. Um, there's only, what, three books in the series? So it's definitely yeah. an end, which I like. Um, there is a series of short stories yes. that has since been released, and I have not yet had a chance to read that. Um, but it was really good. I highly recommend it. Um, give it a good read over. Uh, I'm only halfway through the first book, so it was cool. Um, I can't give you a shot to crack it on it because I'm not even through the book yet, but it's been good so far. Fair enough. Uh, I'll, I'll get to the main event, which is Pacific Rim Uprising. Um, uh, I actually wasn't planning on seeing this right away, but uh, as it turns out, uh, 
I have a gift card for our local theater that's really close to me, and I'm like, well, you know, free movie is best movie. <laughs> so I went and saw that instead of seeing Jumanji in the cheap theater, because free is cheaper than cheap. Uh, and it just turned out that our local theater in the mall actually upgraded its seats, which is kind of cool. I go in, I'm not expecting anything really from this movie, because it's not Guillermo del Toro. It has, like, three people from the original cast coming back. So I'm not expecting anything great. Mm-hmm. Um, it is not great, but it's solid. Uh, John Boyega is amusing. Uh, he's enjoyable. He's got a lot of charisma. I can't see him in more and more stuff. Um, this is probably Scott Eastwood's best role, but that's not really saying a damn thing. Because everything else he's been in, he's not been really given a chance to do much. And he didn't even get a chance to do much in this. He, I mean, even though he's one of the main characters, he's still kind of secondary. Mm-hmm. Uh, John Boyega and uh, a young lady whose name I do not remember are sort of the main characters, if you will. And uh, uh, they're both pretty good. Um, but when you get past them and uh, so it's Kaylee Spaney is the other one, plays Amara. She's she's good. And you've got uh, Charlie Day and Burn Gorman coming back as the two doctors from the first one. And you've got uh, Rinko Kikachu coming back as Mako Mori, and she was good, too. The rest of the actors are, at best, okay, and at worst, forgettable and unneeded. Um, I, I do think the, there's some cool action scenes and some fun, you know, fights. Not necessarily as much as you'd want, but it actually has shock of all shockers a decent overall story behind it as to why this is all happening it's not just some random things it actually makes makes some sense it it proposes some good ideas Um, some people might be put off by the way they propose them and things that happen but it is enjoyable I do like it Uh, it's good uh, addition to the mythology I love how they take the names for Jaegers and just just run with them they don't even care anymore <laughs> they're not going like oh these names are silly they zero fucks given they're just like all in on you know bracer phoenix and you know guardian bravo titan redeemer saber athena they just don't even care and they make it seem like the whole public has embraced the whole jaeger naming thing and just like you know just they're all in and I love that. You know, they don't hang a lampshade on it. They're just, just all in. Don't even mention it. Just go like, we, we don't even care. You know, we're good. And I love that. Um, uh, Xander says, I feel the other characters might have had better story to them, if they, but they cut it from different parts. Yeah, and that, that's sort of the problem with this movie is it has a tiny bit of sequelitis. They're trying to do things bigger than better than the first one. And the other problem is that everything that's not affected by sequelitis is pretty affected by their playing it safer rather than making a truly interesting and innovative story. And it had the potential to do that. You'll see a lot more potential than they fulfill, but it's not, like, horribly so. Um, there's a couple scenes that happened. They could have done a little better. They could have made the story tighter. Um, probably could have made the movie even a tiny bit longer. It's under two hours long. Funky jars, like an hour fifty one, but they they could just more with the rest of the cadets that are in there. Um, but overall, it was pretty good. Uh, I'm gonna give it about two shots of Kraken. 
And that's me being absolutely, that's the harshest rating I would give this two shots of Kraken. It's enjoyable, doubly so for free in a comfy chair. Um, I will definitely consider purchasing it when it comes out because, I mean, it's a it's, it's good fun romp. And honestly, it's good to see John Boyega and some more stuff. Um, and yes, this is a better Transformers movie than, than what they were. Yes, it is. It, uh, it doesn't make most of the missteps of Transformers. Like it sees, so that's what people hate about Transformers. We're not doing that stuff. But not doing that stuff, they didn't try to make the story really click. They're like, let's do this. This will be all the good beats and everyone will love it. Cool. Um, but yeah, two shots of Kraken. Enjoyable. Definitely get a chance. Uh, check it out. That's good. Yeah. I mean, was it was it pretty much just giant robots and giant monsters fighting? Uh, no, not all the time. Someone was giant robots and giant robots fighting. But was that that's what I'm going to go for. If I'm going to go, I want to see giant things kicking each other's ass. Yeah. So the, there are some some personal moments, but it's not like the personal moments do not overshadow the robots fighting. Mm -hmm. It's not like the first Transformers, where the Transformers fighting was sort of a backdrop for the humans, which I had right. no problem with. But it's not that because that's not what it needs to be. Gotcha. There, there's like one fight where the humans can't get involved. They like just can't get to their Jaegers and stuff like that. Almost spoil. And but that one's still interesting because of what goes on in it. Um, it is definitely like a pretty solid movie. Um, I hope it does it good enough in the theater. They could consider making a third one. They do sort of set up that they could be more, uh, but not necessarily have to be more. You know, it's not like they cliffhanger, at, but not like they're like, and we got to go to the next one. It's like, you know, we, we can end it here or we can keep going. It'll go either way. So definitely looking, def definitely, uh, definitely interesting. Definitely. Definitely. Yeah, definitely. Definitely interesting. <laughs> it's the most interesting movie I saw this week. Definitely. Uh, any other ones? Uh, I want to talk about... The only other thing I was doing was watching... Uh, I watched a little more of Dark Matter. It still hasn't grabbed me. I don't know if it's going to. If, um, if it even grabs you by episode five or six, you're not going to uh, I'm at almost a dozen. I'm going to watch one yeah. more because the last one is doing a cliffhanger. Um, it's a lot of the same tropes again and again, and it's a problem. Um, I know some people love, love, love it, but it's not bad. I don't ever want to say it's bad, but it's just not, not grabbing enough. Yeah. It's in some cases trying too hard in other cases, just reusing the same tropes. Yeah. Um, and the other thing I'm talking about real quick is I'm reading the Dresden Files books. And if there's a problem with the early books and that, it is that same problem. They keep reusing the same fucking tropes. Oh, you're talking bad about Dresden Files? Oh my I gosh. will talk about Dresden Files. They're still good in the books, but you can't keep reusing the same shit over and over again, and it doesn't get tired. Yeah. Like, yeah, if there's a year or two between books, you don't. it's not tiring. But when you're reading a book and a book and a book, you're like, there's some same shit here. So I'm going to finish book three, which I'm on, which is where everyone says it starts to get a little better, and it has. It's not totally reusing the same tropes. And after that, I think I'm going to give it a little break, do something else, and then come back. Yeah. That's kind of how I felt uh, when I was reading them. I got to maybe book five. And and that's a series that, yeah, that that's a series that to me didn't grab me. Like, all my friends are gaga for Dresden Files, and I'm like, you know, I've read other urban fantasy that I prefer. It's... So, 
it's conditionally better than the other, some of the other urban fantasy I've be, I, I've read, but they didn't rely on the same tropes as much. I've read a lot of like, you know, tales from the serrated edge, from what uh, Mercedes Lackey and stuff like that, with the elves in modern times and stuff, and those are enjoyable and they're a lot lighter and a lot a lot less dark, and sometimes the darkness really grates on you, and them just reusing the same, you know, like no spoilers. Same. All oh, the police are after me again because they can't explain magic, so they're coming after me because they know we do magic. That's bullshit. That's not how the fucking law works. That's not how people would work. You can't keep using that bullshit. Yeah. It's old. Yeah. One, that that became tiresome. One book, sure. Two books in a row. Fuck you, no. It don't work that way. It should have been first book, sure. Second book, maybe not so much. Then maybe third book, you can go back to it. It's. But, you know, I'm giving him a chance. I'll finish the third book, then maybe come back to the fourth book later. I'll read something else in the meantime. But I don't want to say they're bad, because they're not bad. They've kept my interest. But uh, I might wait for, like, the fourth book to be on sale, and then buy it on sale. Mm -hmm. So. That's me. Well, it looks like it's 8.30, folks. I know it's not. It's 9.30. Whatever. <laughs> <laughs> I'm in the superior time zone. Oh, Gonzo, are you still there? I don't know if Gonzo's here. Gonzo? Sorry. That guy hit, I hit the button on accident. Um, again, that's the end of the episode. <laughs> I hit the mute button on my mic. Um... Guys, if you're not a, a follower on our Patreon, go look on Patreon. Uh, even if you just do a dollar, it helps a lot. Um, we do a lot of cool things. We release a lot of stuff. We release a lot. We release a lot of stuff, more stuff than I realize that we do after looking we at other. We try to bring a lot of content to everybody of all kinds of stuff. I mean, you've got the sewer bear. You've got the Star Wars role playing games uh, that are streaming movies, live. Or your stuff. Yeah, uh, painting tutorials. Uh, Live streaming crazy painting with Kathy and Gonzo. Because I was looking at some of the other things out there, and this is not a dig on anybody else, but I realize we give a lot of stuff out to our, our people, uh, a lot more than in other places. And it's we're, we're just nerds. Yeah, we're nerds. We want people to have yeah, stuff. We're but not it costs. trying to make a living all this. It's not like we're trying to make enough money to quit our jobs, though we're not adverse to that. <laughs> but uh, you know, we're not trying for that, but we just, we just want to keep it so we can keep. So this isn't a drain upon us financially or anything, yeah. you know? And, and we like doing this because I, I, I did yeah. have a lot of people that were like, oh, you run this? Oh, yeah, you're Gonzo. And met people online. They're like, oh, yeah, yeah. I'm like, oh, that's really cool. And then, of course, they, you know, say, you know, give me the things. And it was nice meeting people that do this. Um, and if, if if you don't want to subscribe to our patron, that's fine. Um, yeah. Share us. Uh -huh. Share us to your friends. Yeah. yeah. Or if you're on uh, Twitch Prime or if you've got Amazon Prime and you can connect your Twitch, your Twitch account to it and get Twitch Prime, think about subscribing to us. If you're Amazon Prime, you get one free subscription a month, which is no extra money out of your pocket, but helps us quite a bit. Yes. So think about that if you can. Or if you have another Twitch account that you also follow, think about doing it for them as well. I mean, you can't give all the money to us, so we'd love to, but just keep in mind that's out there. That's something you have just by having Amazon Prime. Yeah. Um, also, we'd like to thank our sponsors, of course. Uh, Broken Egg Games, um, yep. which hopefully um, next week or the week after, we've got a big announcement from them um, coming up. Um, and we will have some things that we're really excited. Um, I'm planning on having them and, of course, uh, 
excuse me, Mechanica Studios on the show uh, to talk about some stuff uh, soon. And also sponsored by uh, Tectonic Craft Studios. Yep. We got you showed the giveaways that we have for future months. You're going to paint and give those away in future episodes uh, coming up. Yep. Um, also, um, Mechanica Studios is now sponsoring us. Uh, oh, cool. He oh, thank is you, Mechanica Studios. And so he will be sponsoring our pre-ramble, by the way. Uh, <laughs> since we get, everybody's getting a section of our pie, which is okay. So, and Mechanica Studios is a longtime friend of mine. Chris is an amazing guy, uh, really good uh, graphics artist. And um, hopefully we, we'll get with him and Broken Egg Games on the podcast at the same time. Um, so we'll be giving a lot of stuff away. I'm giving like, I would say 80% of the stuff I've got from my swag bag away on the podcast on the podcast in the next few weeks uh so next week be prepared we'll have another giveaway oh, i'm not sure what i'm gonna give away but i'm definitely gonna give away something you know just wait and see um other than that guys we're done let's get out of here we're done let's go i'm gonzo see you next. i'm john i'm kathy night guys good night You know, this raspberry beer was really good. Uh, my Sprite and whiskey is very gone. <sighs> you have to pee so really bad? My, uh, my rum and coke. Well, the rum's not gone. Just the coke? <laughs> I was about to ask, why is the rum gone? <laughs> there's, there's a significant amount of rum still in the bottle. Okay. Anyway. Then you didn't drink enough. So, why you know, I, I had wine, but I'm just going to, like, throw this out. Just because it's it's cool, it's like neat art. I can't it's see it yet. Art. You have to I wait till I turn it. the outro off. I, oh, you can't it's see not us. for you. It's John. Oh, fine. No one.